They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menzoir. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah? 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I did it again. I made you believe we're more than just friends. Oh, baby. It might seem like a crush. But it doesn't mean that I'm so serious. So serious. So serious. Cause I lose all of my senses. That's just so typical me. Oh, baby, baby, boots. I did it again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops. Oops, we ruined this song. <laughs> Why do we pick this for Ryan Estes? Because <laughs> he always does it again. <laughs> Just when you think <sighs> he ain't going to take it to the next level. I got you. Oops, I did, did it, it again. again. I got you. See how that works? Smart, smart. Welcome, everybody. In case you didn't know from the shitty intro, it's Thoughts That Rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the huge. It's your favorite podcast where we uh, share a couple pieces of advice and uh, you take them. Thank us for changing your lives. You know, the huge. The huge. You know, there's so many of our listeners that skip the intro, they get right to the interview. They do and not listen. L- hear any of this goodness. Why would anyone want to listen to any of that advice when they could get the best part? It's like eating your cake first. Right. Don't skip dessert. As soon as we intro Ryan, you could turn this off. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> He's going to be super happy with that. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by our book marketing company mm-hmm. that we own called Bookstar PR. Bookstar. This thing's awesome. We work with a lot of uh, bookstagrammers, we like to say, in the uh, the Instagram community mm-hmm. and podcasters. And we do some videos. And basically, we are helping authors, because we're also authors, to extend the reach of their book. If you're interested, whether you're an author, you just want to check that stuff out, go to bookstarpr.com. Thoughts That Rock helps support Cannonball Kids Cancer. It's what we do around here. Mm -hmm. We help them uh, in their fight for finding and funding treatment options for kids who've been told there are no more options. We believe they are amazing, and you can check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org. Hey, man, do you remember the days when people used to leave reviews for us? Like couple of years ago it's when we been first started like two years they That's were right. crazy about it and then something happened well we haven't gotten any new listeners <laughs> right that's what i'm saying <laughs> you would have thought somebody would have at least used a different email We've been exposed <laughs> people have figured us out we have what they call imposter syndrome that's right listen if you like the show just do us a favor take a quick second mm-hmm. leave your five-star review type one word amazing phenomenal 
whatever it is pick one yes i don't care something positive it helps the earballs get to where they need to be so that we can donate more money to ckc at the end of the day that's what it's all about really just do it that would be fantastic as nike says just do it and listen we know how busy you are you are probably doing two things at once and just trying to step away and get a little bit of leadership in your life Mm -hmm. those are super hard to come by we totally understand Mm -hmm. but it really doesn't matter what you're doing right now Right, you you could be I don't know maybe you're what? vacuuming the carpet in your van, maybe you're sitting in a blow up pool. You got a big van. <laughs> maybe you're making macrame plant holders. <laughs> Is that a dream catcher? I love it. Doesn't really matter to us. We just want to be the thirty to sixty minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Boom, rock out. Our guest today is Ryan Estes, who is a good friend of mine. He's been recognized as one of the best keynote speakers ever heard mm-hmm. by meetings and conventions magazine, you know, alongside names like Tony Robbins and Bill Gates and Colin Powell and Mike Ditka. He is literally a legend in our world. And, you know, we probably have a little bit of this in common, Ryan. I was recognized as best host trainer at Hard Rock for like a quarter. So, <laughs> so there's <laughs> that. Perfect. <laughs> well, welcome to Fawcett Rock, man. This has been great. We've been waiting for this. Uh, thanks, Jim. Thanks, Brent. It's great to be with you guys. I was uh, employee of the month at Athlete's Foot in <laughs> 1989. I think I saw that plaque did you see on the that? mall. I did. I it was did. in the mall. I didn't want to brag, but I had 2.3 <laughs> items per transaction. Yes, one day. Well, well and I, I worked at SeaWorld, so we all had our <laughs> There we go. Right? <laughs> we all had our humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. But really, one of the best keynote speakers I've ever heard. And, and if you get a chance to see Ryan, there's no doubt. I mean, you own the stage, man. I, you know, and a lot of people, I'm sure there are so many speakers out there, but you're, you are just literally one of the best. And I, we say this every time. We are going to put your entire bio in the show notes. We encourage you know everybody listening right now to just go and check that, that stuff out. But a couple things at least we thought we would highlight for you, Ryan. First off, Ryan has like 20 years of experience as a top-performing sales professional and leader. He's the uh, former chief strategy officer for the McKeon World Group Advertising Agency. You know, he's known for his innovative ideas on leading change and improving sales effectiveness and brand experience and communication and collaboration, some of the stuff brand that you've worked on, preparing for the future of work. So he's got he's got a lot of arrows in his quiver, if you will. He supports you know, some pretty big brands like, I don't know if you've heard of these before, brand Liberty Mutual, Darden Restaurants, Goodyear, mm. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I lost you at Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, you lost me but at Cowboys. He's not a, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm with you, Ryan. He is not. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can, they, they, can, we, they, they can use all the support they can. I was right? going to yeah. say, we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> so, yeah. And in addition, you know, Ryan's um, got these great, popular blogs and and just you know focused on business performance and his team just publishes really good original research featuring client case studies and really helps you know expand live event experiences and you know maybe the last thing is i just remembered i just went back to check this week the the youtube video that you did on the best cup of coffee which has like i don't know over a million views when you're adding up all the places that that thing has been seen it's amazing, man. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, everybody doesn't know your name in just the general public because you just have some great video that's just gotten some great legs out there. So congrats on Thank all that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. We, we, we love you. 
So you know the deal. We uh, we do things a little bit different here. We're not going to do a really long background interview. We we try and service our audience here with some great pieces of leadership advice. So we're going to leave the floor open to you, brother. What what is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock. Number one. My thought that rocks is you don't get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you bring to the hour. Mm. See, now you're, you're talking my language. Yeah. I love that. Give us, give us a little context. Where did that, where did that come from? How has it sort of changed your thought process? Well, that, that thought, uh, the origin of that thought is from uh, a, a guru, a mentor, uh, um, I think one of the legendary speakers of our, our time, Jim Rohn. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. And so that, that thought, it just didn't change my thinking. It changed my life. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a little context. So I, uh, I graduated from college, took an entry-level sales job, and I was about nine months into that job, and I hadn't made a sale. Uh, and I was on the, I was on probation on the verge of getting fired, uh, which would have meant moving back into my parents' basement, selling oh. baseball cards for beer money. <laughs> Legit. That, and it, that was happening. Had I not had the uh, good fortune of, um, inadvertently attending a Jim Rohn seminar. And I, the only reason I attended a buddy of mine had an extra ticket. He told me there was a free happy hour. And so I was like, great, I'll go. I had like $18 to my name. I was like, you know what? Wings, cheese, and beer free. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I I figured I'd blow off, blow off the motivational speaker at the break or whatever. And I, you know, I was 23 years old. Jim, Jim Rohn took the stage and you know, I, I quickly borrowed some paper and a pen and I started writing down everything this man had to say. I just hadn't been exposed to that kind of wisdom and insight prior. And he recommended a couple books. I bought those books. I bought his books on tape. And that was the beginning of my transformation. And I went from not having made a sale in nine months to 18 months later, I was the number one salesperson in the company. Whoa. And, I ne- and I never looked back. And that singular piece of advice, you know, the value you bring to the hour. I've just been focused on trying to bring more value every hour since. And, uh, and I still, that's still a big part of the focus I have in the work we do today. Holy crap. I mean, it's not just great advice on, on talking about value. That's what really started your career. It sounds like at least speaking, right? Saved my career, started my career. I saw him and I thought, okay, you know, step one is to, you know, be really great where I'm at, move through this business. But man, someday if I could ever do the kind of work that man's doing, he became an avatar, a fixture of vision. Um, He represented who I wanted to be, how I wanted to think work. I mean, I just, I I became hungry for that kind of information. Just wasn't exposed to it in college. Certainly wasn't getting exposed to it in, in, you know, my corporate arena and the development I was getting there, which was very minimal. And that set me off on my own kind of quest for that kind of knowledge. And uh, yeah, he, he was a powerful force in our industry and obviously somebody that changed my life. Yeah. Probably millions of others too. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, you know, I love this uh, idea that, you know, mo- I think most people, they focus, especially especially when we sort of first come out of school and, and enter the workforce, it's all about the almighty dollar and sort of what we are going to make. And 
it takes a minute to sort of understand what you bring to the table. You know, the work I do sort of in the values arena, one of the things that, that I try to help college kids when they're out now looking for a job is to immediately go. The first thing I ask them to do is to go to wherever they're interviewing, the, the organization they're going to interview. And I want them to look at the organizational values of of where they're interviewing. And during the interview process, I want them to connect the dots between what they bring to the table. What's the specific core value you bring to the table and how will it amplify that organizational value? And that's part of that interview process. And, and the ones that do that, it's such a shock for the organization to have somebody who's thought through that enough to say, here's the value that I'm bringing to the company. It's not just a warm body. It's not just group think it's actually unique contribution Mm -hmm. um, framed through my, my unique values that I bring to the table. Um, I just, I love that. What, how do you help people recognize that? Well, I, you know, I think, I think the self-awareness and introspection is what's required. In other words, you know, the, the exercise, your assignment to any, you know, recent college graduate, I think it's, I think it's powerful. I mean, it's, it's illustrated as an example of how to get there. And, you know, from my vantage point, that exercise is, is great. Um, you know, one, and I think first and foremost, is it probably forces a young person to think about something in a way they've never thought about it previously, right? Yeah. You know, the outcome then is impressing the organization and, and standing out in an interview and being unique, and that's wonderful. But actually thinking through that yourself and and just doing that internal exercise and seeing if you align is, is pretty powerful. You know, a, along the lines of advice, one piece of advice I always give people, um, and this may this I, I don't know if you know this was something that was intrinsic to me or if it was part of the Jim Rohn thesis, but in, instead of focusing on what you're passionate about, just go get really good at something, right? Yeah. You go get good at something, you learn a skill, you have an impact, and then opportunities present themselves. And you know, if you if you can de- deliver value, demonstrate value, have an impact, and and you start to build build up some skills and you know a, a repertoire of experiences and a demonstrated track record of success, you, you take that with you. Yeah. So I, I you know from my perspective, really in your career, it's just go go get really good, and there'll be plenty of time in your life to do do things that you love. And I think you and I are you know we're all examples of that. So, yeah, that reminds me. We had, uh, you may even know Lori Rudiman, um, good friend of ours. Yeah, I do. I do. She is fantastic. And her show, obviously, uh, Punk Rock HR, that podcast, she, (laughs) when she came on the show, she had a great quote that was basically saying, which she learned, if I remember correctly, it was either her father or stepfather or her father in law, something like that. But she was saying, a job worth doing is a job worth doing well. And her point was, listen, you're going to be taking the time to do this thing anyway. You're going to be doing it for whatever the wage is. You may as well crush it. And to your point, Ryan, the opportunities, whether it's more money or recognition or promotion or whatever window opens up, you're likely to get that than just going through and, and you know, punching the time clock. So, you know, maybe this, this question that I would have for you is what do you say and what type of advice do you give to people 
who are maybe working for an hourly wage, which is really, I know that's still prevalent in today's society. We talk about this raising in the minimum wage or whatever it is, even beyond that, but particularly right in our world, hospitality, food, beverage, retail, what we've grown up in, if they feel like they can't afford having whatever hourly wage, what do you say to people like that where it's not about that? Like, you know, don't worry about the rate. Just go out there and crush what you're doing because things are going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean that that is the, the thesis. So the first the first step is and I don't want to minimize people that are struggling For sure. or suffering. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I I know what it's like to work on an hourly rate and, you know, barely be able to kind of get have spending money at school and, and these kinds of things. And my my salary in my first job was twenty one thousand dollars. I could barely afford a bed to sleep on in my apartment. In fact, I don't think the first three or four months I had a bed. So but anyway, so I, I'm not minimizing that, but I'd go back to the kind of the Jim Rohn thesis. It's, you know, it's bring more value to the hours. Start there. Yeah. You know, focus on the things that you can control. And and I think that, you know, I, I actually, if you want to link to it in the show notes, I, I wrote a blog post called $3.15 $3. an hour, which yep. is my hourly rate when I started at SeaWorld. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I link to the video of Jim Rohn and, and talking about this advice, because for me, you know, that ground floor, my my first job there at three fifteen an hour, you know, once I figured out how to how to bring more value and work hard and then the next opportunity created itself and the next opportunity, then at old, when I was old enough to serve alcohol, I became a waiter and then I was on variable compensation, and I learned how to earn tips, and I talk about that. And you know, honestly, for me, that was an experience where I was like, I, I never want to not be on variable compensation again. The fact that if I have an impact, I bring more value to these people, I deliver a good experience, that's going to affect my compensation. Mm-hmm. That was very, very motivating to me. Yeah. And uh, that I think that experience was kind of the foreground for my entry into a to sales as a profession. I think what you know, we definitely will put that link in there. I remember reading the article, and I think, yeah, you said you had that Jim Rohn video embedded in there, and I just think that mindset, that mentality, really can get people to to take ownership of their job. I just, as a kid, I remember, I don't care what it was I was doing, I was going to have a sense of urgency and focus on attention to detail, and you know, again, this is why the three of us are probably where we are because we took that work ethic mentality. And I, I've shared this many, many times, but one of my favorite people on this planet is Rita Gilligan, who's one of the original 48 servers that worked at, at Hard Rock, started in 1971. She's like 79 years old, still is sort of a brand ambassador for the brand. She freely admits as an hourly server, she was not the best. Technically, she did not have all the skills, but where she lacked in that she made up for in personality and wit and showmanship and, you know, speed, all of those things where she just compensated. And she got to a point that eventually she owned four houses, you know, all of them were paid for by tips and all of her kids lived in these houses that were completely funded by just this mentality of I'm going to crush what I'm doing on, on a regular basis. And that to me, she's the type of person that, is a prime example of developing value versus looking at the hourly amount. So I, you know, maybe Jim Rohn started it. You're helping perpetuate it. I just, I hope there are people listening going here. I am in this job. Maybe it's not my ultimate career, but why not just absolutely bring the thunder every single day and stuff's going to happen, right? That's the mentality. 
Yes. And, and stuff's going to happen. And I think there's an underlying reason why. And part of the why is when you bring that mindset and that's your approach and you're curious and you're learning and you're experimenting and you're putting extra effort in, the byproduct is you get better, right? You're improving. You yeah. know, your skill set evolves. You, you know, she she became maybe not technically a better server, but she was able to elevate the experience for her clients. And that resulted in the compensation. But but when you get better, nobody can take that from you. That's right. And and that becomes part of what you bring with you on the journey forward. So that mindset, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to learn, grow, advance my skills and get better. And the better I get, the better opportunities I'm going to have. I love that. I, to me, as I'm sort of thinking through it, it, it becomes a time versus value uh, challenge, right? Where I think that for most of us, uh, when we first start, and in, in, you listen, even in we get to a point where we might hate our jobs, uh, we literally sort of tell ourselves, I'm getting paid for the time that I commit to this job. That's what I'm getting paid for. And that's, that's what I'm going to give to this job is my time. And I'm going to get paid for my time. I'm like that right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and that's a limiting view. It is yes. a very limiting view because what separates us is not the time, it's the value. And so, you know, I, that, that's part of what I, you know, for me, when I first started in, in sales, uh, you know, as a 21 year old graduate, I sold solar hot water heaters and I sold air conditioners and I sold water treatment systems to homes that I doubled the value of because they were on blocks huh? like an old Chevy <laughs> in someone's <laughs> driveway. Um, but the idea was insane. I think that's part of, of what attracts people to sales jobs is I want to get paid what I'm worth. I want to get paid for that value that I'm bringing to the conversation as opposed to just the time that I'm committing towards it. And that, uh, uh, is what I think separates the great salespeople from, from the ones who, you know, maybe, maybe Ryan, even when you said that that first nine months you were committing your time, but maybe you weren't positioning it as value. And when you made that switch, all of a sudden, you start earning what you're worth. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's absolutely true. I think part of it, too, is is I just I lack some skill and competency and, mm. and I didn't have the right mindset. And Jim, Jim Rohn that night, he gave me permission, but also an introduction to a powerful set of tools and resources. Um, and that tool, that tool and resource portfolio has continue to expand I and mean, it's every podcast and youtube video and book on tape and mm -hmm. you know it's and, and it's just this hunger to stay in the learning lane because when you're learning growing expanding you're getting better and, and you know even when you think about time i mean and, and just challenges and setbacks like fast forward from you know our first sales jobs to present day right here we're in the middle of this pandemic and obviously i'm you know i do a lot of keynote speaking and so that was taken and uh, now we're doing it virtually, and so that isn't that isn't the same, you know, kind of time for time for money exchange. But I will tell you, I have grown so much through this challenge yep. um, that I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. It's made me ten times the speaker, ten times the consultant, and I'm going to have such a better business going forward than I would would have had had I not taken this moment of pause introspection and created some additional self-awareness, learned some new skills, competency, thought about the business differently. So you always have to look for the opportunity inside the challenge and, yeah. and remember that, you know, it's, it's, 
this moment in time isn't permanent. So you want to prepare yourself for what's ahead too. And uh, I, I think that mindset is the right one to have. Man, that is such a great way to look at it. And and again, it's sort of like you were saying about the minimum wage. You don't. There, there are people that have either been furloughed, lost their jobs. People are going through a lot. Mental wellness, you know, all, all of this stuff. But those people that really looked at it as an opportunity that st- stood back and really said, "Let me take stock. What what could I do right now in the absence of money, position, whatever it is, to make it better?" And I think. You just said something. I really do think that 2021 for at least the the speakers that are listening out there, if they haven't learned anything from this and haven't become stronger, they really missed the boat. They really didn't look for, if you can even say there's a silver lining in the pandemic. I I think what you just said is is brilliant for where you are now in your career. Well, I I like the framing of the question too. So it's, yeah, I I think you're right. It's, I would say whether it's silver lining and I'm not minimizing the suffering. This has been a horrible thing to go through. And I had COVID and it sucked and all of those things. But if, but when challenges arise, the resilient people look for the opportunity in them, right? They, they stay aware, okay, is there a lesson here? Yeah. And, and, and I think instead of, you know, instead of lamenting for over a long period of time, why is this happening to me? Which I, I went through a period like that. It was frustrating, right? You know, why is this happening? I can't believe this. How could I have prepared for this? You know, but that that thinking is only going to perpetuate limiting beliefs, right? And yeah. so a much better question is the one you forward. It's that given, given that we're here, what can I create? And that question and spending your time thinking through the answer to that question really actually can be a lot more empowering. Yep. Yep. Well, then this is going to be perfect because I think, we, you know, just to take it to the step further to talk about, you know, how you can keep this value going. I think it's going to be perfect with the uh, the thought that we picked this week. So, Brant, what, what is our thought that rocks? Our thought this week comes from Chuck Palahniuk and it's thoughts that rock. Number two. The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Mm-hmm. And and along the lines of what we were just talking about, I, I, I think it's perfect. It's this idea that here we go again with the time versus value, right? <laughs> the goal isn't to live forever. It's not about the time. It's about that creation of the value that can live long beyond the hours that you that you give. And I think that that is, that's what creates legacy. That's what creates uh, someone like Jim Rohn and his, his incredible body of work and that lives that he has impact of that is so much more than the time that he put in. It's a factor of it, but it's the thought process that went into creating the value that is going to exist for decades and centuries to come. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying Jim Knight, but you you switched. Oh, did I say that? I thought I I had Knight written down. One in the same. It's fine. It's fine. That's great. I have an influence, Ryan, a young Ryan Estes, like he has. Yeah. No, but don't you're 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 influencing the old Ryan Estes. Yes. Yes. That's a whole other story. Yes. That's a whole different podcast. That's right. Old dogs, new tricks. That's right. No, I, I think the question that, that you're sort of posing to Ryan is, you know, and I guess maybe even for us as speakers, isn't this why we do what we do? Yeah. Like I love I, I love the, the financial, 
you know, the, the, the way my future looks is, is set because I've made this leap from being in corporate America to doing what we're doing. But honestly, the driving force, I would guess for you as well, Ryan, is you want broad impact. You want sweeping, lasting influence that, that goes beyond us, right? It's going to be way beyond when we're not here on this earth anymore. And I think, you know, people are going to, I think I've heard you say this, in fact, Ryan, you know, people are going to not remember you for what you said or said or what you did, right? It's how you made them feel. I think that still stands true today that you want something where they go, man, that was a value for this person to come into my life, wherever it is that they came into the, your, your, your orbit, right? Yes. Um, you know, you, you use the word that I use a lot and it's called impact. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, my, my weekly newsletters called prepare for impact and, and, and I would say you're right. You know, I, my transition, similar to yours, from corporate America into this, I think created a much broader platform to affect people. And and but I'll be transparent. I you know originally when I got into this and I started speaking more and it became a bigger part of my business. You know, I I probably at the onset had something to prove. Right, there was certainly a financial incentive, but I was also trying to prove that I belonged in this arena of elite people who are thinkers and that could create great experiences. And there was probably a lot of comparison and envy and I was hustling really hard and, you know, it affected me if I didn't get a standing ovation. And I I've evolved out of all of that. And, you know, today my real focus, I think has moved from something to prove to what I, I is what you're talking about, which is something to give. Yeah. And that's the way I think about, the work that we do and certainly the work virtually or the writing and the newsletter and, and obviously the keynotes. And a lot of what I talk about is exponential impact. So, you know, this idea of legacy for me, it really is if I can go affect someone, you know, to, to be a better version of themselves and then they take those ideas and go, you know, have an effect in their own life. And I'll give you an example of that a few years ago, I was, I was keynoting, uh, to a group of dental students. And uh, you know, I gave the keynote, it was in Chicago, it was about 800, 800 you know, students kind of going through dental school there. It went well, and it was for an association, dental association. And you know, I left and didn't think much about it. And about a year later, I get this email from this woman who had been in the audience and she said she was, had planned to quit um school that just she was going through a lot of personal things with her family and it was overwhelming and she just couldn't take the stress and the day she sat through my keynote she actually decided to stay and stick it out and she sent me a picture of her graduating with her parents mm -hmm. in her cap and gown and i mean i just mm -hmm. and she just thanked me and said you know i wouldn't be a dentist if it wasn't for you and i you know and look i mean i'm, I'm not taking any credit i mean i i, I was just happened to you know, it was, it was a moment, right? I intersected with her at that moment where she was on the cusp of a big decision and she reflected and made, made a different decision. And, but now that she's going to go on and have an impact in her career. And to me, that's what it's about. And yeah. if, if I can be a catalyst for someone who's at an inflection point to go on their further journey or to look at something different or to reach deeper inside themselves, that to me is why we do this work. It, it is the goal. There's no doubt. 
you know, it, and you just said the word legacy. It reminded me we had uh, another guest on, on Thoughts at Rock, Carol Dover. I don't know if you know her. She's the, I, do, uh, I don't know Carol. She's awesome. She's the president and CEO of the Florida Restaurant Lodging Association. And, of course, here in Florida, that's you know she's probably one of the most powerful people here in the state. She's got all of the former governors and current governor on her cell phone that she talks to regularly. And she's so humble, but she her her thought when she was on the show was leave a legacy to be proud of. And during our conversation, you know, she talked about you know every day her goal is to make that position the industry better. And she broke it down like this: then you know better than the day it was before, better than how she found it. And to your point, it was a value add that that would help those in the future, like the things that she puts into place and like some of the work brand that you do around value, she wanted to leave a legacy that when she walks out of it, regardless of who takes over, it's in a pretty sweet place. And they're going to remember not necessarily her for her doing it, but remember the policies or the value or whatever it is. And I just, you know, I think the work again that you do Ryan right now. And again, I don't see, I, I, you know, maybe I don't see every single week something coming out from you, but you're one of these people that when you speak, it really resonates with, I think, a lot of people. So, again, good on you for, for the stuff that you do around this very topic. Well, thank you. No, it's a, it's a privilege, right, to be able to do this work and to have people that are paying attention to it. And, you know, similarly to, you know, record a podcast like this and think that, hey, somebody out there may listen to this and get their own idea or, you know, make a commitment to do something different. That's you know, that's, that's a privilege and it's what it's all about. It is. That's and awesome. all three or four of our audience will love it. It'll be amazing. <laughs> They'll love it for sure. That's right. That, you have lots of relatives here yes. that are going to be able to yeah. Yeah. Half of them are, are connected to us. What's the best way that uh, people can stay in touch and sort of follow you and, and continue to be inspired by your, your incredible work? Ryan? Sure. Uh, yeah. The website's ryanestes.com and then we're pretty active on the social channels. So LinkedIn, Instagram, it's just Ryan Estes. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, that's how people can get in touch and kind of follow along. They can subscribe to our prepare for impact newsletter right off the website. Just drop your email in. You'll get that in your inbox every Sunday. Perfect. Yeah. And we'll put, like we said, we'll put the link in there and we'll do that also with the 315 article. I think those are, those are great, great ways to, to wade into the, the world that is Ryan Estes, man. We, we love the stuff that you're doing and, uh, you know, this won't be the only time that we chat, but really, really thankful that you had a moment to just step in and, uh, give our audience a few thoughts at rock, man. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. Hey, rock stars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on!